What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? Big shout out to a local girl from Cal State Fullerton who made history this Sunday afternoon, Ooh. Kelsey Whitmore. All right. Have you guys heard the name? Congratulations, no. Kelsey. Way to go, girl. All right. So she was no, the first. Not really. First woman, thanks, Greg, uh, to start to be in part of the starting lineup for the Atlantic League game, playing left field and batting ninth for the San right, Island. Right, the minor leagues, yep. yes. First yeah. woman. She was the first girl to ever play with the boys. So what shout was out to the, uh, What was the name of the team that she was playing for? Staten Island Fairy Hawks. The Staten Island Fairy Hawks. Mm-hmm. Did she play softball? By the way, get ready she for follow-ups. For and, and always. I know your answers are going to be, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It's well, okay. she played for Cal State Fullerton. Softball. Right, she played softball, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And um, any storyline that you might know about how she winds up getting into minor league? Is it minor league or is it independent baseball? That's a difference. It's an independent league. Yeah. yeah. I can send you links and you can definitely, like, you know, Google her and stuff. I just want yeah. to right. give her a shout out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You could just Google it, Cap, like I did and just and know these things. <laughs> when did you Google it, George? As she was literally saying the name Kelsey Whitmore. Kelsey Whitmore. Okay. Yeah, I just Googled it, and then it came up, and there's a bunch of stories about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I feel like... <laughs> you know, that's how the internet works. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But I know, but Laura's got... I don't want to take anything away from what Laura's reporting. I know, but it's okay. great reporting. Come at me, bro. She, come at me, sis. Us, I got you. like, a big picture topic to discuss, and then we usually banter amongst all of us here. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool story. But I feel like, wasn't there somebody earlier in the year, earlier this season... This you baseball. Said, oh, there season. was a, a woman um, on the coaching staff. Yeah, she. I think San she's Francisco. on the Giants coaching, yeah. coaching yeah, the Giants, staff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that um, some. Oh, I know what it was. The 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 first base coach from the Giants got tossed out of the game. Yeah. And so this female who's on their coaching staff in uniform Replaced went and coached first, first base, base yeah. and yeah. is the first time a female was in uniform in a major league baseball game. Mm-hmm. Right. Now that's cool. I just want to yeah. start saying first. For a lot of things, but you know, things will happen and we'll progress. But I wanted to give her a shout out, especially because she's from Kelsey Fullerton. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. So she's from the, uh, you know, she probably hung out in the uh, DTF. Probably. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. All right. That is uh, what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, as Laura said. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, Bergie, so the Dodgers, um, you know, a couple days ago, last late last week, had the rough outings against Arizona played fairly well uh, against Detroit um you know we have our guy Blake Harris on every week but you know I always like picking your brain on the Dodgers sure. as well I feel like you know overall they've played well but I, I have been surprised at how competitive the division is again I didn't think the Giants could do this again and again it's all early and the Padres are in it now and you know we'll see later but the, the you know the Rockies are playing pretty well, and the D-backs, while they were the worst team in Major League Baseball last year, I feel like you and I have had this discussion before about them last year. Like, yeah, they're really bad, but they've got like good young, talented players. They're just a, a lot of young players on the team, so they're eventually not going to be pushovers either. I feel like the NL West is not going to be as easy as maybe people thought initially. No, the NL West is the toughest division in all of baseball right now. Right, there's four of the five teams are above 500, and by a pretty decent margin too and the san francisco giants they are for real they we learned this last year this is the exact same thing that happened last year they just kept staying in front or staying right around there all, all year long you're like oh they're gonna fall off they're gonna fall off they're not gonna fall off so i actually fully believe in the giants and that's gonna be a dogfight all the way to the end sorry cap but i don't believe in the padres that's right you don't any, have to believe any, in them uh, i don't believe in them either yeah. <laughs> i mean the giants <laughs> have I mean? the fourth best run differential in the sport Right. You know what I mean? The here, Dodgers have the first. Yes. Uh, here's, it's, here's the thing about the Giants, though. And, and this yeah. is what I think. I'm not saying like I'm some Giants insider, and I, I don't yeah. really, really follow the Giants as close, um, although I am looking forward to this Giants-Dodgers series that will start tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their manager has a – you know, he, does, yes. he doesn't have this old-school mentality of this is the way you play the game, this is the way it's supposed to be done, right. this is the way it's always been done, so this is the way we do it. Yeah. He has this mentality of we play every game until it's over. You know, it's like you hear football coaches say you play every play until you hear the whistle. You know, you, you play all 60 minutes of the game. A lot of people, when you're playing a baseball game, they're like, oh, no, you don't do that because this is where we are in the game. This is the situation. You don't lay down a bunt when a guy is doing this. You know, I love that Gabe Kapler is like going for the win 
at all times. No matter how many runs they lead by, no matter what inning it's in, no matter what the circumstances are, Kapler plays till the very end. And I feel like the Giants have that kind of an attitude. So I like the Giants, and I'm not really overly surprised that they're 14-8. and eight. The Padres, I'll tell you guys this, um, they're, they're doing what they're doing without their best player, which makes that interesting, and without a lot of their pitchers that have been hurt. So, But they're a whole different team this year just because they went out and got a real manager, got Bob Melvin from, from the Oakland A's. And the Dodgers, I mean, they haven't really, really turned anything on yet. I mean... Mookie's been okay. Bellinger was good. Then he wasn't for a while. He was like 0 for 21 thereafter. Um, the back end of the pitching rotation hasn't been great. It's been good at times and not great. So it is, it is the most competitive division in all of Major League Baseball. And I don't even think, I mean, we're just getting rolling. But the I don't Do- even think we haven't even seen anything close to the best from the Dodgers yet. No, and that's and that's what's pretty crazy about it. Mookie Betts is going to end the year. He's going to have you know twenty eight, thirty home runs. He's going to have fifty to eighty RBIs. He's going to do real. He's going to be just fine. Uh, so him starting off slow doesn't really bother me. The back end of the bullpen has actually been pretty good. They have the best pitching staff in all of baseball combined for just the total ERA. They're playing very, very well, despite not having Dustin May, who's now coming back. They just added Tommy Canley uh, back, who was picked up from the Yankees. Yeah, uh, he's a pretty good pitcher. He's a pretty good guy. Yeah, he was pretty. He was, they actually sent him to a two-year deal knowing that he wasn't going to pitch at all last year, and they got him just yeah. for now. So to add him to the back end of the bullpen, it makes a yeah. huge, huge difference. When the Yankees had the best bullpen in baseball, he was part of it. Yep. Yep, yeah. and they also the Dodgers also have in the minor leagues they have uh, another guy from the Yankees that was really really good. I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden now, but uh, he's on the current roster. Yeah, he's on he's on he's in the minor leagues right now. So yes, oh. it was one of the he was one of their best relief pitchers that they had, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head right you now. You know what but. was really cool this weekend though was watching Kershaw become the all time Dodgers strikeout king. And to see Kershaw on the mound, and there's 50-plus thousand people, and they're all screaming and going crazy. And for a guy like Kershaw to kind of step off the rubber and acknowledge the crowd, take off yeah. his hat, you know, bump his chest a little bit, to see his family in the stands, I mean, you just those kinds of moments, they're so huge when you're talking about the Dodgers as opposed to let's just use Arizona or Colorado for that matter. Because sure. of the history of the Dodger franchise and the names of the pitchers that have had thousands of strikeouts before Kershaw did it. So I don't know about everybody else, but if you just love sports, you don't have to be a Dodger fan and maybe you're a Dodger hater, I mean, regardless. But if you just love sports, a moment like that, you've got to appreciate that. At least I did. Yeah. And, and by the way, it's nice to see Craig Kimbrell, like, pitching great right like I I feel like you know there was the last couple of years there's been this kind of feeling like "Mm, maybe he's not as good as he used to be right like he had a rough couple of years there I I thought he pitched pretty good for the Cubs early on but then when he got went to the White Sox it was kind of a mess um but the year before that with the Cubs was kind of a mess so he had been kind of volatile let's call him which by the way closers in general are volatile so with Kimbrel, when he was with the Chicago White Sox last year, he wasn't a closer. They had him in the, they had him in the eighth inning role. Right. It was, a, but he still pitched poorly. He did because, but that was part of it. He now now you think it was because it was the eighth inning? Yeah, because See, I, I thought it was because he was washed. Uh, so I mean, it, it, you can think that, but yeah, I think that he's now pitching well again because it's a different mindset, and we've talked about this in the past, Sedano, being in the ninth inning role, being no, the closer true. role. There's definitely a different mindset. It's yeah, a totally different mindset, and guys just don't always do well going to different roles. If they are a closer, they are a closer, and that's who they are. Uh, Kenley Jansen is very much that way. So it was this, it's the same type of thing. So I don't think that would be. And it was Dylan Batances, by the way, who I was thinking. Oh, Dylan Batances is very good. Yeah, yeah, he's in the Dodgers minor league system right now too. Yeah, so what movie, what movie is he Dylan had some Batances arm trouble in? too, though. I thought. Right? Uh, yeah, he's got some arm trouble, too. He was hurt last year, but they brought yeah. him in for the exact same reason that they brought Canley in. Yeah, mm. yeah that's a good, uh, like, low-risk, high-reward signing, those two. Yeah. Yes. Well, I love Kimbrell's stance before he pitches. Is that not one of the most bizarre? Listen, there's a lot of guys who have really crazy deliveries. I mean, Kershaw's delivery, if I were in the batter's box, I'd be like, let's go, man. Come on, while we're young. All this gyration and all the starting and the stopping. Kenley Jansen, the same thing. Kenley Jansen, when he was pitching for the Dodgers, not that he's not doing the same exact thing now with Atlanta, but his pitching motion is so annoying for a hitter. Uh, how do you like Kimbrel? The way Kimbrel's all leaned over, arm hanging. I mean, he's got a well, very he's always unique done that, the, yeah, oh, yeah. histrionics or whatever. You know, very unique, very strange looking. So I love all that kind of stuff. 
No, see, I, I, you know, I, I think it's cool when he's with the Dodgers, but when he was with the Dodgers, I feel oh, it was like annoying. people hated that. Right. It was right, very annoying. Greg? Yes. A lot of people felt that way. <laughs> right. Now, it's like, hey, isn't it cool the way Kimbrell has his yeah. arm hanging down there? Yeah, there was yeah. another pitcher years ago. I hated him anywhere else. There was a, yeah. there was a pitcher was like, for the— bro, just get it going. You're so annoying. Stop right. already. But Stop there was a pitcher for the thing. Cubs. You guys remember a guy named—I think his name was Rod Beck. Does that name sound familiar? Yeah, he was a yeah, closer for the Giants. Yeah, he pitched for the Giants forever. Yeah. yeah, but he also had a very similar, like, like bend over, let your arm well, He was hang. also really heavy. He was a heavy dude. He That's looked right. like he could. He was pounding beers in between innings. He was a big guy. That's right. But I, that stance is hilarious. I thought you meant the guy who pitched for the Cubs used to brush his teeth in between innings. What was no, that guy's that? name? I you don't, don't remember that? that? Turk Wendell? Oh, my God. He you remember that, Bergman? I remember Turk Wendell, but I don't remember yeah. he was brushing his teeth. Yeah. Really? He would, yeah. Yeah. He would totally brush his teeth. Yeah. It's a Michael like, Thompson move right Google there. that right now. Google Turk Wendell brushing teeth. And he would brush his teeth between innings. He was like, he had a that was like his weird quirk. Did he have in a both, specific toothpaste that he used in both Chicago know, and New York? At, why you always got to ask the extra question? Bro? Because think about it. You know how the, some guys have weird things that they do. Like for example, when Beast Mode used to eat Skittles, they didn't say, "Hey, he eats candy." They said, "No, he's very specific. He eats Skittles." There used to be a guy that played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a punter, and he used no, but this is with the Minnesota Vikings. He used to eat Snicker bars during the games, and they would catch him eating Snicker bars. So. I'm I'm talking about specifics here, not he brushed his teeth. Yeah, with what kind of toothpaste? We talking Crest, know, bro. Colgate? Yeah, I mean, uh, Sensodyne? What are we talking about uh, here? All right, Cap. So this is what it says. In both Chicago and New York, Wendell became well-known for his many quirky habits and superstitions, including jumper, jumping over the foul lines on his way to and from yep. the mound, brushing his teeth between innings, slamming the rosin bag into the mound before facing chewing batters, black licorice, and chewing black licorice, Ugh. Yep. which is gross. Ugh. Black licorice is like one of the worst, most disgusting, terrible things you could ever put in your mouth. There, I don't know what is that flavor, that taste. And isn't there like a, a there's an alcohol, is it called uh, Sambuca? Anybody ever heard of that? Yeah, that stuff is strong. Tastes just like it's black licorice. It's a Colombian, licorice. yeah, it's a Colombian oh, drink. I can't stand black licorice. It's now, a, strawberry that's not Twizzlers. one you want to get, that's not something you want to get like, um, you don't want to drink too much of that because that's a bad hangover. Hmm. So, but yeah, it, it does taste like licorice. Turk Wendell. Yeah, you don't brushing remember? His teeth. I know, I remember the name. I just didn't remember the story of him brushing his teeth in between innings. Yeah, yeah, that was like his thing for sure. Uh, anyway, all right. So there's some Dodger stuff. Let's do um, some Rams stuff. I know you got. We had fun at the Rams house. That the Rams are, I think, are. I mean, look, forget about. What I think. I mean, they got 28 guys in this roster last year. That were guys they drafted. They do a really good job in the late rounds. And I think they nailed it again, Cappy. And I'll tell you why. We'll do that in two and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. <laughs> oh, rush, rush, hush, hush. Paul Abdul in the late 80s, man, was just crushing it. Um, The Weather Channel served multiple purposes in my life now i you know cappy you also grew up in the same area i did like it was it came at a time where i was young and you know look you live in a certain part of the country like that and there's hurricanes you know what i mean and like if you live in the northeast there's terrible storms and the weather channel became huge because of that like what an insane invention because you know all these newscasts locally like the thing that sells is news i mean excuse me is weather like, that's the thing that people watch the most, the local news for the most. That and traffic. You know what's amazing so, is when Chris just mentioned that the Weather Channel got started, think about what you probably thought back then. Like, pff, channel dedicated just to weather? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Well, they think, don't do just that anymore either. They have, like, shows now a lot on the Weather Channel. Well, think about, like, probably the beginning of ESPN. People are like, wait a second. Oh, yeah, same thing. A, an entire network dedicated to just sports. Good luck. Good yeah. luck. And then exactly when ESPN was a huge hit, I remember when the NFL Network started, and I was like, wait, so 
the whole channel's just NFL football. That's kind of cool, but really? And now, of course, the NFL Network is what it is. Um, I will tell you, though, there were certain channels along the way, George, that you went, that's never going to work, and they didn't. Does the tennis channel still exist? Yeah, yeah, it does. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know where it is, and I've never seen it. I mean, it. the tennis channel has more live programming than the NFL Network does. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Because there's a lot of tennis uh, events, like on the women's and men's tour. Like the golf channel. People are like, the golf channel? One channel just dedicated Same to golf. Thing. And now a it's, lot of, it's There's monsters. a lot of golf events. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, the golf channel's huge. Yeah. So the weather channel, golf. it stands to reason. There's... Channels dedicated to news, channels dedicated yeah. to sports, individual I, I, sports. I, I loved when it used to be just weather, like all, 24 hours when they didn't do the shows at night, because they do the weather mostly during the day, right? Like the, the, the traditional weather channel stuff. But at night, it was great back then when they were still doing 24 hours and there'd be like a random person there doing the, the, the weather. <laughs> and then they'd do like the locals on the 10s and they'd have like this soothing little jazz music, right? And they would just have the graphic of what the weather was in your neck of the woods. It would be programmed to wherever you lived. And it was like the perfect thing to fall asleep to when I was a kid, man. Because it had the little jazzy elevator music. Mm. And I'd just be like, eh, and I'd knock out every time. There was a weather caster guy on the Weather Channel. And his name was John Madden. And I remember a few years ago when I found out that there was a weather caster meteorologist dude on the Weather Channel named John Madden. I'm like, I got to talk to this guy. And I was, like, hyping it up. I'm like, yo, we got John Madden coming on the show. This is going to be awesome. Boom! We got John Madden coming on the show. This is going to be great. And then John Madden comes on. I'm like, so, uh, you know, tell me about this uh, this, this uh, tropical storm we got going on right now. And people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, there's a dude named John Madden on the Weather Channel. Real name. Yeah. Real guy. Yeah. You know what channel the, the Weather Channel is on your cable? Yeah, it's or... like, in DirecTV, it's like 360-something, I want to say. I have no idea what it is, but here, I'm going to find out right now. Here, watch this, George. You're going to ask your remote. The Weather Channel. Yeah, I've just said it out loud into my remote control. Oh, here we go. Live coverage of severe storms. Yeah, yeah. You know that there's like a Weather Channel competitor now. No way, really? What's that? Yeah, a couple of years ago, there became like a Weather Channel competitor. Um, I believe that it's called, um, I think it's just called, I think it's AccuWeather, I want to say. Hold on, hold on. I'll tell you in a second. Hold on. Yeah. AccuWeather. Let me see what happens. Let's see. AccuWeather. Nah, this isn't, this this isn't, po- well, maybe. No, it's all, it's going to YouTube. According to this, No, no, Accu there's Weather. a channel on DirecTV called AccuWeather. Next Star, BBC, and Sinclair. Any of those? No? Hmm. Yeah, AccuWeather. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. I don't think now's a good time for me to be watching live coverage of severe storms. I'm going back yeah. to the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you this. Um. That you got to be because you got to be old to watch the Weather Channel. Nobody watches the Weather Channel here in California. You don't need to watch the Weather Channel. I feel like more often than not, you don't. I'll tell you a channel I do watch. Yeah. I, I watch um the horse racing channel TVG. You ever watch that? What was it again? Laura was talking to me. TVG. You ever seen TVG? Oh, the race. Uh, yeah, horse racers channel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like TVG is to horse racing. Their app is very good. I, I you always bet the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness and all that stuff on their app. Kentucky Derby is coming up this Saturday. TVG is to horse racing what CNBC is yeah. to the stock market. Is Paula Duca still on TVG? Paula Duca, um, yeah, former Dodger. Yeah. yeah, former Dodger catcher. I I don't know if Paul is still on TVG. I mean, the last time I saw him, he was. I mean, he's and worked TVG there for has years. a studio right by uh, right by LAX. They do. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. TVG. That's one of my it's favorites. Right next so, to the Univision building, I want to say. Right there off of the 405. I oh, know it. Paul Aduka said he was leaving in 2017. So, he's so Paul left the uh, TVG channel? Yep. He was good, by the way. Paul Aduka was a very good horse handicapper. Very good. People loved him. He's tiny, too, by the way. I mean, oh, tiny. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, wow, dude, um, you are a catcher in Major League Baseball. Really? No way. Because, like, Doug Flutie's small. You know? That reference mean anything to anybody? Was that contemporary enough, or was that, like, way, I way I think people ridiculous? know who, who Doug Flutie was. I mean, maybe some young people don't know, but, you know, I think people know who that is. People are like, was he the guy in the Frank Thomas commercial for uh, testosterone? <laughs> he is in that commercial. Right, right, he is. He's standing on the driving I range. I mean, Frank Thomas made a lot of money off that test. That I mean, that test of, what is it called? Yeah, I think it's called Total Tea Powder. You no. know? Isn't that what it's no. called? No. no. What's it called? Hold on. 
What's the big hurt, Frank Thomas, and that testosterone powder? Here's he, what it's called. What's it called? It's called Nugenics. Nugenics. Total T. Yeah, but I think it's called. I think the product is called Total T, isn't it? Maybe it is. the product, but it's Nugenics. Yeah, Nugenics, and then they 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 tell you if you want the bottle of Total T, you send this code, and they send it to you for free. Yeah. I guess. Bergie, how'd the Raiders do on the draft before I get to the Rams? Uh, it looked like they went very heavy on the on the line, on the offensive and defensive line, which is smart of them. They got a yeah. running back, and I think the fourth, third or fourth round. Yeah, they got a running back from Georgia. By the way, mm-hmm. did Georgia supply Jacobs the NFL with like 20 good. players? I, I, I well, feel like. They declined his fifth-year option, so he's I mean, he's going to play, and he has to kind of prove himself because he had a bad year this last year. No, he wasn't good last year. People, I know plenty of people had him on, this, on their fantasy team. Yeah, not happy with him. So they're hoping that he can figure it out. But, I, yeah, I thought they did pretty well. I, they went after the offensive line, which is a huge, huge step. Two offensive linemen for the Raiders, one in the third round, one in the seventh round, and they got two running backs – Kid from Georgia in the fourth round. They took a kid from UCLA by the name of Britton Brown. Does anybody Running remember back. Britton Brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was their yeah. seventh-round pick. And, uh, him and Charbonnet, both really good running backs yep. at UCLA. Yep. And then in the yep. middle, uh, the Raiders got two defensive tackles. I love when teams find guys in the middle rounds from yep. big schools, yeah. from, from particularly SEC schools, yep. and these two defensive linemen that they got, one is from LSU and one is from Tennessee. For sure. But the Rams did a good job. They took the kid, the running back from Notre Dame, 164th overall, which, I look, I'm a big pro football focus guy, mm-hmm. and he's the highest graded Notre Dame running back they've had on pro football focus since 2014. Wow, okay. Kyron Williams. Mm-hmm. So. Well, the uh, the Rams also got a cornerback from Georgia. I'm telling you guys, I don't know what yeah, the exact Darion total Kendrick. was. He's good. Yeah. He, well, you know, he, no touchdowns gave up last year. None. I, I wonder, mean, their defense was sick, but. How many players from Georgia were drafted in this draft? Does anybody know oh, that off the top of their head? I want to say like 10 or 11. 15, yeah. I think. I mean, that's just unbelievable to have one school. And listen, was it Alabama or, or you know, Alabama or maybe back in the day you would say USC? Cap, you there? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, I mean, I, mean I just asked, Was it? what was the number? Well, I don't know. Uh, Greg said 15. I It was a rhetorical question. I didn't have the answer. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> wait, you, you sit here and you say that Laura – has like like does the what you need to know, and then when you ask follow ups, you get and you're like you're, you're like what do you mean you're not ready for the follow ups? We just asked you one, and you're like you, you did the same thing like right. But hell? remember, but remember, I asked the question. I didn't I didn't report anything. I asked the question. I said, hey, how many players from Georgia were drafted in the NFL draft? And then you said I don't know, like eleven. And Bergman said like fifteen. And then you're like, what's the answer? I'm like, I don't know. You just went right past <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. By the way, it is 15. Georgia had 15. LSU okay, had 10. You, I was satisfied with 15. I found that to be a good answer. I at least acknowledge when you guys ask me questions, not just roll through them like you did. All right, here's well, the I asked the question. I, I liked the Rams draft. I thought the running back was good. I thought the kid from Georgia, the corner, was good. I mean, considering it's that late, like 200. Like, he's a good player. Um, and then the kid from Wisconsin, the offensive lineman, Bruss. Uh, is it Bruss or Bruce? It, I don't know how you pronounce it. Logan, B-R-U-S-S. But, we, again, a third-round offensive lineman from Wisconsin. You know what happens with those guys? They become starters. They become starters for like right. 10 years. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, that guy allowed one sack since 2019. One sack. 600 snaps. Amazing. Hey, hey listen, yeah. the Rams, um, I was saying this last Friday. You know, we were talking to DeMarco, what should they draft? And he said, you know, pass rusher and corners. And Okay, you know, they... so let's play this game real quick. Go ahead. I'm going to name the school. You tell me what you think they're most known for. Okay. Like, ooh. Because, like, Wisconsin, you think offensive line for sure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Bergman, what if I said Iowa? Big I offensive got... lineman. No, yeah, no, offensive got... line for sure. Oh, really? Too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, offensive line. All right. Yeah. Um, Cappy, USC. If there's one position you'd have to say, USC. I'd say wide receiver. Yeah, wide receiver is a good one. Yep. I would say, yeah, right, Bergman? You yep. would think wide yep. receiver? Wide receiver, yeah. yeah. By the way, you guys hearing this story at all? You talk about the transfer portal. You guys hearing the story of what's going on between oh, USC and USC? Yeah. Crazy. And, and this kid. So here's this kid, Jordan Addison, who wins the Bolitnikoff Award this year as the top wide receiver in college football. According to the early reports, he hadn't even entered into the transfer portal yet. And yeah. the football coach from Pitt was calling out to USC to talk to Lincoln Riley. Go, yo, hands off. And I read this story this morning that the NIL deal for the kid was going to be like a $3 million house in L.A. 
I mean, do we know if that's true or not, though? No, 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 no. I don't know if it's true at all. I'm just telling you that I was reading a bunch of these reports. Could have been reckless speculation. You know I like right, that kind of stuff. Right, thank you. Make sure you mention Yeah, that. you know I like that kind of stuff. But <laughs> seriously, there was this report that they were going to get him this crazy house and a car, yeah. and he's going to make all this money, and they were comparing it to guys who had just been drafted in the NFL going, he would make more money playing at SC than he would if he was in the NFL. Right now, yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Uh, we could do more of that uh, in the last segment. we got Big Deal or No Deal coming up. And by the way, we got two chances for you to win right now to see the Vince Lombardi Trophy, our Lombardi Party with Steve Mason on May 12th at Hollywood Park Casino. Callers 7 and 10. If you're a caller 7, if you're a caller 10, you win your way in to that party. You can bring a guest. You get Rams gear, souvenir stuff. We got you hooked up, and you can hang out at the Lombardi Party Trophy with Steve Mason on May 12th at Hollywood Park Casino, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. So callers 7 and 10 will win that. We'll be back with Big Deal or No Deal in two minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thank you, Christopher. All right, Bergie, what do you got? All right, so Shohei Otani is not in the starting lineup in today's game against the Chicago White Sox, but did come off the bench to pinch hit today after suffering a minor groin injury running the base pass yesterday. Otani was scheduled to pitch tomorrow in Boston, but they but that will be pushed back until he's ready to go. Joe Madden, the manager, was asked if he'll pitch at all in the three-game series against the Red Sox. I hope so, he responded. We're going to wait a day or two to figure, out, figure that out. He's feeling pretty good today. Otani ranks first in the American League with 17 runs scored and has a 4.19 ERA in four games started on the mound. Is Otani's minor injury a big deal or no deal for the first-place Angels, Sedano? Oh, big deal, dude. Like, I, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care that he's, you know struggling here or there a little bit at times. Like, no, that guy is important for what they do. Um, and I don't know if they've got the depth to make that work. You know what I mean? Like, it, considering how much heavy lifting he actually does. Yeah, uh, to me it's a really big deal as well. I mean, the Angels are in first place in the division. They lost to the White Sox today. They got they got shut out 3 nothing. And, you know, I think I'd read that Mike Trout had gone 0-4 today. But the Trout Otani combo, there's an energy all of a sudden. I feel like the energy around the Angels is very different this year than it has been, I mean, in probably 20 years. And Trout by himself wasn't enough, and Otani by himself wasn't enough. But you put Trout and Otani together, and I'm telling you, there's an energy. And they start this next series against Boston. Man, it's, it is a really big deal that he's got this minor groin injury. Got to get him rehabbed and back as fast as possible. Can't make it worse. Yeah, and the Angels, the pitching staff has gotten much, much better too. But Otani's a huge part of that. All right, so the one actor that the fans of Marvel movies want in Marvel film is Keanu Reeves, and now they might get their wish. According to reports, Keanu has been cast in a secret role for a future Marvel film. Many speculate that he might be the next Ghost Rider, a role previously played twice by Nicolas Cage. I know, Kaplan, you don't watch any of these Marvel movies and don't care about them, so Sedano, big deal or no deal with Keanu Reeves in a future Marvel film? Ooh, 
I would say big deal. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's still Keanu Reeves, man. I don't care what anybody says. Like those John Wick movies, everybody watches them. Um, I mean, he's a mega, mega, mega star. So, yeah, like big deal. You know, Greg, just because I don't watch the Marvel movies, <laughs> I am a I am a big Keanu Reeves guy. Though. Okay, okay. You know? You like the lake house? No, I don't know that movie at all. I've never heard of it, as a matter of fact. <laughs> okay. No, I like old schoolers. More like, what's the one with him and Patrick Swayze where they're robbing the banks? Johnny Utah? Oh, uh, Point, Point Break? Point Break, yeah. Or, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures? I'm old school when it comes to Keanu Reeves. So, how old is he now, you think? Think he's 50? Older? Keanu Reeves older than 50, bro. How old do you think he is? Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Keanu Reeves got to be closer to 60 than he is 50. Yeah, you think so? Keanu Reeves is 57. Wow. 57 yeah. years old. Yeah. Hey, he's got a September 2nd birthday, Sedano. Oh, my my same birthday as me. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I love Keanu Reeves. So I'm, I'm going to go big deal because big star, big movie brand. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, he also is a guy that's not known for his acting chops. What do you mean? Saying dude? I long just lines. Point Break. I am <laughs> uh, an FBI agent. Yeah, that's not really. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't see that. So, Ghost Rider is a guy that doesn't really have long, drawn out, you know, lines. So that kind of that fits his role pretty well. All right, so in New York tonight, the Met Gala is going down. If you ask me, this was Funchess writing this, so if you ask Funchess to explain what is the Met Gala, he couldn't tell you in a million tries. What goes on there? I don't know. But I do know that the biggest stars on the planet go there and wear the weirdest, most expensive stuff. So, Kaplan, the Met Gala in New York, a big deal or no deal? I am I'm not into it at all. I'm, not, I'm sure this doesn't surprise anybody. Um, the Met Gala does nothing for me. Now, a couple of things. Had I been invited, I'd be telling you that the Met Gala is a monster deal. Huge deal. I am working on my outfit for the Mandy's, and I've been getting some tweets here today from people saying, you should rock this that's being rocked at the, at the Met Gala. Somebody hit me up here. Tony Callen says, this is what I should look like um, at the Met Gala, my man crush on Russell Westbrook. I don't know if this is this year or another year, but Russ got on this really nice-looking black skirt that comes down to his ankles. He's got on a really cool, like, short kind of sport jacket kind of deal and um, some cool, like, black and white striped socks and a nice top hat. I mean, this is the kind of thing I might wear to the Mandy's. You should. Absolutely. Thank you. Sedano, is it a big deal or no deal? I completely forgot what you were talking about. He talked (laughs) about The, the, the Met Gala is the no, Met Gala. Don't blame it on me. You were texting. Don't blame me. Damn. No, I mean, I don't even, honestly, you were talking about the Mandy's and this and your, I mean, like, I don't even know what we were talking about anymore. Like, George, seriously. we're talking about the Met Gala. No, it's I heard a very him say big it. Deal. Now I remember him saying it's the Met Gala. Very, yeah, very Met big deal. a big deal if you're famous. Yeah, sure. How come you're not there tonight? I'm not famous. But I, you told me earlier you're George Sedano. Well. Again, but that's with the proper context of why my high school would put me in the Hall of Fame. Oh. Yeah. All right, so we were talking about how Georgia had 15 players drafted from their school, which is the most in all of uh, – and most in the nation. George, you hear that? I, I provided you some information there that Georgia had 15 players drafted in the NFL draft. Did you know that? You, you provided you know, nothing. I think I may have heard that somewhere. Yeah. I, was it from you? Maybe. That's information that I provide. Yep, that's what you do. Well, UCLA had the most in all of the Pac-12 with six players drafted. USC Hmm. had three, and Washington and Arizona State each had four. Correct. Is this a big deal or no deal, Scott Kaplan, about the UCLA having the most players drafted in the Pac-12? It's a big deal for this reason. When you go out to recruit, you use who is where in the NFL. One of the things you use as a tool is you can come to UCLA – and you have a chance to go play in the NFL. But, Coach, you guys aren't playing in the Rose Bowl. You're not playing that much on national TV. You guys aren't really all that good. Yeah, well, we got six guys drafted in the NFL draft, and USC only had three. So that makes it a big deal. Uh, it's a huge deal. and But it'll change. I, I do think Lincoln Riley will get that sorted out, and I think that there will be a lot more USC guys in the draft than what we've seen I guess, over the last, I don't know, decade or so. There'll be a lot of guys. He's going to get ballers to play there. And not just, like, guys drafted in, like, the third or fourth round. I mean, Drake London is special. I mean, he's so special that 
you know, the team stunk and he still went number seven or eight or whatever it was. So that just goes to show you how special he is. But you need a lot of those guys if you want to win a championship. And I think that Lincoln Riley will eventually do that here. That'll do it for Big Deal, No Deal. That's all, all right. fun trope for you, huh? That, well, he, I actually added the UCLA one because I ran out of stuff, so I added that. Wow. Yeah. And also, hmm. I'm a UCLA honk, so I wanted to add that. Wow. Hey, I'm happy to admit Go it. Bruins. Thank you, Laura. Well, UCLA better get all their uh, alumni together and all their big business people together, and they better start putting together some of these NIL deals because it sounds like USC and George, you've talked about this a lot, Miami. It just seems like big schools that have – you know, old school history and tradition and have wealthy boosters. They're like, wait, wait, we can pay the players now? Yeah, we'll pay well, you anything. You know, UCLA doesn't have trust fund babies. There's a big difference. Um, They got plenty. They got mm, plenty of trust fund babies. Not as much as USC. Well, listen, they better get the ones that they do have to start forking it over to these kids. Or USC's going to run away from them. Yeah. I'll tell you that uh, right now. USC is going to, I mean... I, I don't think UCLA will ever be that competitive in football. I no. mean, they'd have to get, like, lightning in a bottle, like some kind of coach. I don't, like, if they would have gotten the Chip Kelly who went to Oregon a bunch of years ago and it would have been some sort of innovative situation. But now everybody runs Chip Kelly's offense. Yeah, and they lost a lot of really good players in this draft. I mean, dude, they lost two guys in the portal just to, to, to my squad <laughs> who were good. Agude and uh, the other. Kid, oh the yeah, you got guy. Mitchell Agude, who he was the best player on on the, on the defense last year. Yeah, so and then the him. other kid, the uh, the linebacker, I think, or something like that too. Well, that was the year before, right? It was Jalen Phillips. No, they got Jalen Phillips, but there's two uh, UCLA guys going there now. Crystal oh. Ball. I mean, Crystal Ball being in the Pac-12 knows who's good and who's not, so he's going to take all those Pac-12 good guys from the portal. Yeah, I mean the. UCLA, especially on the defensive end, they were a team that had all fifth, fourth through six-year guys, and they yeah. still were terrible on the defensive end. So it was just a, a massive mess, and now they're going to have to start all over again next year. Dude, the transfer yeah. portal is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to college football. I when I was it. When I was in college, if you were going to transfer, you were penalized because you had to sit out a year. In fact, in some conferences, if you transferred in conference, you would have to sit out two years. you lose half your career. So to lose a year because you transfer – it, it, I mean, you only have five to play four in college football or basketball. And to now, every single year, be able to put your name into this portal and go, all right, I'm going to go from UCLA to Miami, or I'm going to go from San Diego State to Memphis. I'm going to go right. from Pittsburgh to USC. Isn't it amazing, by the way, USC with Lincoln Riley now, and yes, a lot of it is NIL related, or at least I perceive it to be that way, but there's a buzz about USC football, not just locally in Southern California, but nationally. George, we talked a couple weeks ago about their spring game being nationally televised by ESPN. There's right. such a buzz around USC football that the top kids in the country from all the different positions, especially offensive players, want to all of a sudden come play at USC again. All the transfer portal and all the NIL stuff is making USC USC again. And they haven't even played a game with Lincoln Riley. Which is why, for everybody that tells me, ah, give it two or three years. No, this year. I expected no, this no. year. I mean, well, I mean, this year what, though? I expect these guys to compete for a Pac-12 title this year. Um, yeah, the Pac-12 is not that good, so sure. But I don't. But I don't think that should be the measurement of USC. I mean, that's a nice first step, sure. Well, that's that's just it, first step. I'm not saying that they're going to be yeah. in the playoff this year or that they're going to win a national championship. But getting back onto the radar of the top players in the country, whether they're in Southern California or they're in South Florida right. or they're in the Northeast of the Texas United States. or wherever. Right, right yeah. Um, it's no Because, di- you know, it's no different than UCLA basketball. Like, you expect to be in a Final Four. Every year. And win championships. Like, that's the expectation. So at USC, that's the expectation, is get to the college football playoff and try to win championships. Like, that – that should be the goal for that school. Now, again, it'll be a nice first step. They'll be good, though. Nine-win team, I think, this year. Maybe ten if they, you know, if they get a, right, a good bounce here or there. And if they so can put good. it all together, Caleb Williams is really good. That defense is not good, though. They're gonna have, they're gonna have one of those teams that you look at on paper, especially on offense, and you go, that could be a championship caliber offense based on everybody's reputation. Yeah, and Lincoln Riley's a good offensive coach. Sure. Right, but then the question becomes, can you put it all together? Yeah, they don't. They can't. They don't have enough guys on defense. Like, no, no. But I just mean, can you yeah. put it together on offense? Oh, 
when you have yeah, all these different points. kids. Imagine everybody's all playing together for the first time. These guys aren't all like, hey, we were recruited together, and we're third-year players, and we've been be working fine. and training. These are, these are all guys that are coming in from all over the country now. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Those first couple of games, don't they always – I mean, let me see. USC football schedule real quick. Yeah, I wonder if the USC football schedule is I feel like the first game out. or two is like, you know, I mean, be. they got rice. Come on. Rice. I mean, th- you're playing a side dish in the first game. You know? <laughs> Come on. Very good, George. I like that. You know, I mean, you know, like, well, you got Stanford week two. Like, it's ready. Like, you get, you get rice is your preseason game, basically. So, all right, two-minute break. Uh, coming up next on the other side, we've got uh, Laker fans, I feel like, have um, are watching things in the playoffs, and they're just making – like wild um, statements. Like I've, I've been, I you know, I follow a lot of people on on Lakers Twitter, and I feel like it, they're having FOMO is the best way to describe it. And I'll explain what that means coming up in the final segment. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Oh. oh, great song. Yeah, great song. He's dying in your arms tonight. tonight. Yeah, you tell him, Chris. Must have been something you said. Dying in your arms tonight. You mentioned 1987 in my record collection. In 1987, I think my favorite group was a group called The Outfield. You guys remember The Outfield? Oh, yeah. Had like three or four songs. Now Laura's like, no, wasn't born yet. Nope. Josie's been on vacation far away. You know, I do know, I do indeed. This was in a movie. What movie was this in? Cutting Crew. Yeah. Cutting Crew. This was in a like a died in your arms. Can't buy me love. Is that can't buy me love? Now, Can't Buy was Me it? Love was, um, oh, gosh, what's his name? It Patrick. was Can't Buy Me Love. Camp, um, what's his that name? Patrick Dempsey. Was Patrick Dempsey, yes. Right, was in Patrick movie. Dempsey. He was the guy who was the, the Ronster. He was like the geek who became totally chic. You guys remember that movie? Yes, vaguely. Yeah. Sorry oh my God. Yawn. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he didn't wow. like that movie very much. <laughs> yeah. Zano's like, yeah, not loving Can't Buy Me Love. I mean, I'd seen the movie, but yeah. Patrick no, Dempsey. I just, Listen, man, I got I slept poorly. I've been sleeping really bad on the road lately. Um, I had a terrible night of sleep in Boston. I, I so I I fell asleep after I watched the Shakur Stevenson fight. Okay. Oh, dude, I watched that fight Saturday night. You had fun watching it. it was well, good. I <laughs> you should have seen me, George. I'm sitting at a comedy club, watching a buddy of mine perform stand up comedy, while yeah. me and two other guys are sitting there watching the Shakur Stevenson fight on the ESPN Plus app on our phones. Yeah. So watching comedy and watching Shakur take care of Bennett. Right. Yeah, and he did. He took yeah, care he of did. Bennett. Um, so I fell asleep after the fight. It's like around 1 o'clock Eastern. And um, I dozed off for like two hours. So I get mm-hmm. up. It's like 3 o'clock. And I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll just fall back asleep. So I went to the bathroom. I went to... It took me four hours to fall back asleep. Yeah, so then you go back I... to sleep at 7 a.m. till when? Till 9. Oh, I bad. was, and then had to do a game. Like, I was a wreck mentally for a while. I had to drink coffee, which I never do. Um, and then I was finally kind of like, and all I had was, so I, I did my, I, I, my doctor has told me that when I fast, right, when you fast, that you, you actually get more mental clarity. So he's, so I remembered that. I'm like, you know what? I haven't eaten since dinner last night. I've just had a little bit of coffee and some water, black coffee. I'm like, I'm still fasting. 
So I um, I stayed, and I, no joke, as the game went on, my mental clarity was, was getting better because of the fasting. Really? It was tangible? You could feel the difference? I, I could. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. And then once we were done, um, I ate at the I ate at the airport. Um, but, yeah. Fast food at the airport? No. I was, since we were in Boston, I had legal seafood. They had oh, nice. The airport. Yeah. And I had a little uh, crab cake sandwich, which was delicious. A Not a lobster roll? Sauce. Yeah, no, not a lobster roll. I like uh, I like crab cakes better. I do too. Um, I like crab cakes a lot. Lobster roll, all mayo-y. Yeah. So I um I liked uh, so I had that, but yeah, that's how it worked. But the um but terrible night of sleep anyway. And then last night, um, I had a, I always have the worst luck when it comes to flights. So I'm on the same flight as Mark Jones. We're flying back to L.A. Right, and he did the game with me. And we had a 6 o'clock flight out of Boston. So it was perfect. We got to the uh, – the game was done like 3.30. By the time we got to the airport, it was like 4-ish. So it was like, ah, oh, we'll eat something. We'll chill in the lounge or somewhere or whatever, hang out, watch the, the Warriors game. And we were doing that, and then all of a sudden we get the alert. Your flight's been delayed to 9.45. Oh, my God. And I was like, sucks. uh-oh. And I'm like, you know what? That's a bad sign. When your flight is delayed three hours and 45 minutes, that flight's never taking off. Mm-hmm. So that's, what happened? That's been, that's been my experience in the past. Okay. And so what would you do? I went over to the counter to the lady. As I was in the American Airlines lounge, I went to the lady, and she said, yeah, there's no crew. They're, they're, the crew timed out or something like that, and we're, not, we're having trouble getting a crew. That so is that such as BS, by the way. Come on. Don't give me that nonsense. No, hey, That's not my sense. problem. No, it makes sense. No, you no, but to, I'm finding another crew. Here, here's what happened between COVID um, people getting sick, and then a lot of people quitting because of COVID. Uh, a lot of uh, the, the airlines lost a ton of employees. So there, that's the. So this has been told to me by numerous airline employees from completely different airlines. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that they're trying to train people as quickly as possible to get them going. Um, but you got to train people like to it's fly. Not, it's, well, all of it. You know, oh. not just to fly, but all of it. And it's one of those deals where that's been the big problem. So then all of a sudden, while I'm standing there, all of a sudden the flight's delayed to 11, and I'm trying to get on the 735 flight on American. And then she's like, oh, you'd have to fly on standby. And I'm like, oh. So I looked on my phone. I'm like, you know what? I bet you Delta has a flight out of here. So I looked at Delta did at 730, and I was like, I'm on that flight. And that flight took off. So Jonesy and I both got seats on that flight. We took off, but we did get um, delayed on that like 30 or 40 minutes. So I didn't even get in until like, 11 o'clock, then I had to go home, then I was watching Winning Time, and I was unwinding with that, and uh, yeah, so I just haven't slept great. You want to know whose fault all this is? What's that? Who's that? Well, there's one person to blame. Who? No guess? No. Bergie, you got a guess as to who should be blamed for George's flight problems? Uh, Whoever books his flights? No, 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 you guys aren't thinking about this right. Laura, any guess here? Himself? No. No, no I don't know. No. Let Kathleen, me explain to you whose fault it is. Yours. No, it's not my fault. I got nothing to do with this. <laughs> I got nothing to do with it. I take is no it blame the league? No. Let me tell you whose fault it is. This is LeBron's fault. Okay. Oh, you're oh, saying because I if the Lakers it. were playing mm-hmm. in the playoffs, uh, I would be in L.A. Yeah. I wouldn't be traveling across the country. Schlep across the country to Boston yeah. to go to a game? No, yeah. I wouldn't be. I would yeah. be doing – if the Lakers and Clippers had done what we thought they were going to do, I would be here a lot. Right. So th- this is like last year when the Lakers got knocked out of the playoffs. It was a Saturday afternoon, and my girlfriend took me to a nursery to go buy plants, you know? And I'm like, I don't want to buy plants. I don't want to be at a nursery. This is not what I want to be doing with my day. Right. But you know whose fault it was? It was LeBron's fault. Because, because of, no playoffs. Right. right. Without the playoffs – now, all of a sudden, the basketball season is over, and she's like, hey, it's Saturday. Let's go to our nursery because I want to buy plants. I mean, but at the, very least, at the very least, even if the Clippers were in there, you'd, you'd have, you could say, well, i got to watch the Clippers, you know? Yeah, Laura, you say I could say no, and that's yeah. very nice of you to Come say on, that. Get but, out of here. But, uh, yes, no. but Laura, you got to understand something here. You know, you gotta, I'm, I've been married, and I've been divorced, and now I'm in a relationship, and what I've learned is, yeah. what I've learned is you do what you're told. And when you do what you're when you do what you're told, now you have a happy relationship. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that whipped or smart? Yeah, it's both. It's a little of both. <laughs> a, little bit of both. a little of both. Smart whipped. <laughs> smart whipped. You know, cool it's a product whipped. in the store. I was smart whipped. Say something, but I'm not. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Seriously. So, George, I feel for you, and I blame LeBron.
So anyway, yeah, I'm just gassed, man. Like, I'm tired. I need a good night of sleep. And then, you know, my wife tested positive for COVID while I was in Boston. Oh, what a pain in the My daughter has the super immune system, even though she has, she's old enough to isolate herself. She's been in her room and whatnot. And like, you know, we have all the windows open, the sliders we've been doing. But my daughter, my my daughter, my wife's been dealing with the three-year-old who had it. So of course she was going to get it. Even wearing a mask, it took a few days, but she got it. Yeah. How's she doing? She's fine. Like she have you symptoms know, she, or is she? Yeah, uh, just like some congestion and stuff, but not not as she never had a fever like I did or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know, my daughter right now we're holding hope that she doesn't get it. So you know, cause I don't I don't want her missing school. You know, at the end of the year and stuff, and you know, like she's been wearing a mask at school, so we've been careful to not get anyone else sick. Nobody Good. likes being sick. Sick. Oh, I don't listen. Regardless yeah. of how you feel about COVID, no one likes being sick. You know right. what I mean? So right. I know. Last week I had like this little stomach bug for a day. All my buddies are like, dude, are you kidding me? You missed work over a stomach bug? I'm like, no, you don't get it, dude. Like, it was between the stomach, the headache. Well, and you um, were pooping every few I was, minutes. I, I was a, just a mess. And they're I like, mean, dude. It would have been fun, though, I think. What do you think, Bergie? It would have been, Laura. It would have been fun, like, if Cap was doing the show and he's like, gotta go. Yeah, right. I think that would have been amazing. All you hear is this. You hear is like, uh-oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but we would have a sounder for it. Like, just like. Sorry, Cap's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just hear him ripping off the head for that were like That may have actually been one of the best shows you would have ever had. You oh. should have totally worked. Yeah, you Cap. should have done it. I mean, I just for the Come fun. on, Cap Link. Yeah. I know. You're so People, selfish. I know. Totally <laughs> selfish. Not being a part of the bit, man. I know. Well, if You're I could have gotten player. like... If I, you know what I should have done? I should have broadcast from the uh, toilet. No, 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 no. No, we don't need no, that. No, we don't need that. No, no, no. So there's like this Always echo. extra. Always <laughs> extra. There's like an echo. Always like, what are you doing? Step. Hell no, dude, you no. You're always extra, bro. Yeah. I always do take it one step, don't I? No. You take it like 10. <laughs> well, I'm accustomed to having somebody on the air with me whose job it is is to make sure I don't go past the line. Somebody got to help me out. I mean, I feel like we all do. <laughs> we all tried to tell you No. And you still do it. I know. I know. It's gotten super annoying, too. You've dumped me so many times that now I actually edit myself. Hey, so it's I working. Love it. That hey, was working. the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually working. I actually Yay. censor myself now. <laughs> and then I stopped. And like, yeah, nobody wants a, 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 a censored cap. They want an uncensored cap. That's what you have Twitter and Instagram for. Really? Yeah. To be uncensored? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you do, uh, you know, you do late night with Laura and you can be uncensored there. Oh, Laura, I will be uncensored with but you. But don't get too crazy because, you know, that stuff matters, too. You say something too crazy there, you're going to get canned. So don't get too crazy. I know. you got to be careful with what you say everywhere. True. Man, oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, Bergman, how was the experience being uh, reinvigorated into this show? Uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I like being on this show. Yeah, this show flies, mm. doesn't it? It does. it does. It absolutely does fly. Are you saying Mason and Ireland go slow? It depends on the day. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'm gonna cut all that. I'm sure you are. It's fine. You can play it for him. Some days are slow. Some days are really fast. Yeah. Like last week, the first couple days slow. The last couple days very fast. Yeah. Wow. See, I've got a new thing today, going fast. Yeah. On Mondays, George, I think we did the right thing today on Monday. I think the first hour on Monday should be totally off the cuff, completely unscripted. I have no idea what you're going to say. You have no idea what I'm going to say. And we're just going to let loose for the first hour on Monday. That's kind of like my new thing on Mondays. I used to like overbook like, hey, it's Monday. I got to get everything yeah. done. We now have I'm just five like, seconds. Here, all right, well, then let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. It's Monday. Good job, Cappy. Great job, Bergie and Laura. We'll see you uh, mañana. Peace.